Lepage, and I'm the founder of the La Femme International Film Festival, and you're listening to Best in Fest, a podcast for everyone who wants to learn more about making content for film and television. And today, you know, I'm going to do a solo podcast that really focuses on the film markets. I get a lot of questions. You know, we've had distribution companies and people who are officers and directors at these distribution companies come on the podcast and they've given their specific needs, wants, desires when you solicit to a distribution company. But I get a lot of questions on how do you navigate through and during a film festival. So we're going to talk about that today. And I hope that you find this really interesting and valuable. I know other people have. So you've got major film markets out there. So think of a film market as this convention, right? A big convention that buys and sells film. So if you've ever been to a convention for anything that you like to do, like snowboarding or skiing, you would go into a big convention hall and there'd be booths and those booths would be set up with selling new hot skis or new hot snowboards or the outfits or uh, snowboard vacations, right? Or helicopter uh, vacations. And so that's kind of a theory behind a market. Well, this when it's pertaining to film, is buying and selling television content and also buying and selling feature films. So we're going to talk about a little bit of both. And the major markets out there are Berlin, MIP TV, Con, that everyone really knows as a standout uh, market, MIPCOM, Toronto, and AFM. Now, AFM happens in November, so it's just around our back door happening in Los Angeles, specifically Santa Monica, California. And it's a really cool uh, market. One, when, let's talk about prior to COVID, right? When it was on the ground, really cool market because it's an isolated location that spans, uh, starts at the Lowe's Hotel in Santa Monica and then spans out to Shutters and some other hotels that are right next door to Lowe's. It takes up all seven floors of the Lowe's Hotel. And just like a hotel, when you're you know, walking down the hallway and you see hotel room and then hotel room and hotel room, right? Well, at the AFM, those hotel room doors are open. And on the exterior of those hotel room doors, you'll see poster art or what's called key art, which is your poster art, advertising whatever it is they're selling inside. So if you are passing by whatever, floor two, and you're passing by hotel room 220, you will see that on the exterior of that door to the side of it, there'll be horror posters, whole bunch of horror posters. So you know, as you walk by that that is a distribution company that is selling horror films. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's great because they're selling stuff, but I'm not buying, right? I'm a filmmaker that's trying to sell my stuff. Okay, so this is how filmmakers work the markets. You're not those 
people that are listening in on the podcast aren't buyers, right? You're not buying for a TV station in Guam or buying for a TV station somewhere in France. You are trying to sell your content. But what you don't have is the knowledge base and the networking base of distribution companies. So the markets are really your opportunity to master that skill, master uh, that networking growth for you. So as you go, let's just and I'm just taking AFM because it's happening. It's going to be happening in November. It's in Los Angeles. We have a lot of people listening in the United States. So, um, you know, it's a market that's around the corner. Okay. So as you pass by these hotel rooms, you will see these poster arts, right? Well, now you've passed by one that has all horror posters. So you can walk in. And you can start a conversation with the distribution company and executives there that are selling those films to buyers. Now, you may not get a lot of their time because their whole goal at a market is selling their content, selling their content, right? And let's say you have a horror film that you're trying to get a distribution company to acquire. The first thing you would go in that hotel room and talk to the um, distribution person there is, hey, do you only sell and buy and sell horror content or is there other content you sell? So that one establishes um, information that you didn't have, right? You now know, let's say if she says yes, or he says yes, that's what we do is we just do horror content. Then you know that when you create a horror, you know, film, that this is a distribution company you can reach out to because that's what they do, right? And distribution companies have expertise, Distribution companies you will pass will just be selling Christian films. Distribution companies will just be selling family films. They will just be selling documentaries. They'll be selling psychological thrillers. Some will just be selling uh, comedy, some uh, goofy comedy, some creature features, right? So, and some of the larger companies have a larger scope or purview of what they're buying and selling. All right, so let's go back to this one that you've already started the conversation with. So now you're talking to this person and you now discover that they buy and sell horror films. Okay, this is great. So you would say, hey, I'm working on a horror film and I'd love to, you know, stay in contact with you and reach out to you in the future when I get close to having it done. Now you've created a opportunity to stay in contact with this distribution executive at this distribution company that specializes in horror. Okay, what you can also say is, hey, what is the name of your acquisitions person so that I can reach out to them specifically? Now, the acquisitions person at distribution companies are the ones that review and acquire 
the films. They are the ones that go to film festivals and look at the films and decide which ones they're going to pick up. They're the ones that review from producers reps. Those are the they act kind of like an agent um, for you as they sell your film to distribution companies or direct to buyers. And so they are the ones reviewing and looking at material, right? They're acquiring the material. That's why they're in the acquisitions department. So now in this one brief conversation, you've discovered this distribution company deals with horror. You've gotten the name of the seller, right? Uh, the executive that sells to buyers the films that they have. And you've also gotten the name, hopefully email address, to the acquisitions person in their company that acquires content. So now you have a reason to contact them, let's say, if you're film is screening at a film festival, if you are starting to get a buzz, if there's an article written about you or something that is noteworthy that you can promote to them, stay in contact with them on. Okay. So as you, as a filmmaker, producer, writer, director in the entertainment industry goes from door to door. What your goal is and should be will be gathering business cards, getting names, collecting emails and phone numbers and making notes on the back of that business card that you just took of who and what they do. So as you say, thank you so much for, you know, talking to me you exit, you go into the hallway, you walk a few paces down and you start making your notes on the back of the business card. Uh, what was said? Uh, was he or she pleasant? Uh, what kind of films they specialize in? And so now you have a record of what was discussed. And now you do it again, right? You go down again to the next door and you do this from door, hotel room to hotel room to hotel room, if we're talking about AFM, hotel room to hotel room. And through this experience, what you will discover is how this market operates. When you go into the hotel room, you will uh, be greeted by their sales force, right? The sales force that is selling content to buyers, buyers worldwide. And they will have usually a television set up. They'll have the trailers of all the content that they're trying to sell in a loop uh, being uh, screened on that TV, usually with headphones of some sort. They will have some sort of like cookie jar or candy jar or something. They'll have water. They'll Some places will have wine. Some will have drinks. Some will have coffee. Really depends. And, and as you merge from one room to another room to another room, what you are now doing is networking, <laughs> valuable networking within the distribution uh, companies. Usually distribution companies don't want to talk to filmmakers, don't want to talk to directors, don't want to talk to producers, don't want to talk to writers when you're soliciting your finished product. What they want to deal with is a producer's rep because they feel that the producer's rep is more business savvy than the producer, doesn't have just that one film at stake, won't get hurt 
if they say the film sucks or they don't like it. Um, you know, they're dealing with a hardened professional. So that's one of the reasons why they like dealing with the producer's rep. And also the producer's rep usually has a, has a uh, ongoing relationship with the distribution companies, buyers, um, TV um, stations that they're selling that content to. And so they've had and bought and sold, oh, sorry, they've sold films to that, you know, company uh, before. So, but your goal here isn't necessarily selling your film. Now, if you have a film that is finished, if you have a film that you do want to sell at AFM, okay, so the technique is a little different, right? The first technique is really used for building uh, your networking base. Okay, now you have a film that is ready to sell and you don't have a producer's rep and you are doing this as an independent producer. So the first thing that you have to have on your phone, on your pad, iPad, or whatever it is that you have and that you're carrying around with you is the trailer of your content. And it's got to be a dynamite trailer. It's got to be a professionally cut, really dynamite music, titles, everything put in so that it's a very well thought out trailer. So you're going to have that on your phone. You're going to have what's called a one sheet. A one sheet is your poster art on the front side. And on the back side, you're going to give the statistics. You're going to put who, where, when, what, and why. You're going to do a short synopsis. You're going to put down any social media. Let's say you had 250 click-throughs on your trailer. You're going to put that information down. You're going to put down who the... Uh, actors and actresses are and what their stat is let's say they're you know a tv actor with a good solid stat you're going to put that down you're going to put down the producer writer um, length of it genre of this you're going to have all this information on the back so you're going to have that in your folder and your envelope whatever you're going to be carrying that with you and you're going to have your business cards right? Which also have, have, and should have the link to your film's website that has this information as well. And you might even have a thumb drive that has your EPK kit on it, your trailer, the poster, the one sheet, all this information that you can leave with them. All right. So the way the process works when you're trying to sell a film will be you're going to be going through the hallways and looking at the distribution companies and looking at their poster art and and if they don't have any poster art outside their their uh, hotel room you're gonna not you're gonna walk in you're gonna say oh hi I'm so and so and um, what kind of content are you guys um, selling and what kind of content do you guys purchase and you're gonna find out whether it's a match if it's a match then you're going to say, is your acquisitions person here at the market? And they're going to say, oh, yes, they are, but they won't be here till Thursday. Or, oh, yes, they are. They'll be here tomorrow. Or they're only here from two to four uh, every day. And you are going to say, 
can I get an appointment to come in? I've got an exciting feature that I'm selling that's right up your alley, and I'd like to get on the books. What should happen at that point is they will say a few things. They will say, great, what is your name, your telephone number, and we've got some availability on Thursday at 10 a.m. That's number one. Or they may say, uh, you're going to need to email uh, the acquisitions person. Here's their card. Email them directly. Their phone's on it or text them and see about getting an appointment with them. That could happen. You could also get... Um, a comment from them saying, well, we're at the market selling right now. Uh, contact our office. Here's the acquisitions person next week and uh, send your information via email. Okay, you could get any of these. Ideally, what you're trying to do is get a meeting with the acquisitions person. And usually at the markets, they will have one acquisitions person that may not be there the entire time, but maybe they're as they're scheduling some meetings for them. And it's usually towards the end of the market. Why is it at the end of the market? Because right now, in the beginning of the market, all they want to do is sell, 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 sell. Well, once they start selling, 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 then now they're looking at, okay, now what can we pick up? What can we pick up? And that's usually happening at the end of the market. When you get your appointment to meet the acquisitions person, the first thing you're going to do is pitch them the story, short and sweet. You've got about 15 minutes with them in total. They'll book out 15-minute spots. And so that pitch should take no more than five minutes. And in that pitch after you tell them the story and you get them excited about it, you say, let me show you the trailer. Or you could say, let me show you the trailer of the movie that I'm about to talk to you about. You're going to show them the trailer first, and then they're going to pitch them the rest of the story. It could go either way. You really have to feel it out, see which works best for you. Then you're going to give them the marketability on it how much social media you have, how many hits you've had on the trailer, how uh, you have uh, won film festivals, how you've won the audience award, what uh, star or B-level or C-level actor or actress is involved in the film, uh, the marketability of the film, the target market. You're going to talk about that. And... Ideally, at the end of this 15 minutes, if they like what you said, they will say, here's my card. Send over the link to the full film and I'll take a look at it. So if you are going to do that, and, and let's say you are successful, right? That, that, that this is a win, right? This is, a, this is the win. Um, you do not want to send it out to them during the market because they're overwhelmed. They haven't looked at their hundreds of emails that they have to catch up on. What I like to do is say, do you want this sent tonight or do you want this sent when you get back into your office next week and ask them when they want it? Some may not have anything to do that night and may say, go ahead, send it to me. I'll take a look at it tonight because I'm still in the market and I'm still like working and I got nothing to do at night, you know, whatever it's going through their head. 
Uh, some may not even want to deal with us until they get back to wherever they came from uh, next week after they've had a chance to take a breath from the full-time craziness that a market can ensue. And you are going to do this from door to door to door. Ideally, you should be able to capture 5 to 15 meetings at any one market based off of how well you pitch. And out of that, 10 to 5 to 15, you should be able to secure at least one-third of those people looking at your whole feature via the link you're going to send them. And then it's follow-up. Did you like it? How did you like it? Have you had a chance to look at it? And sometimes it takes them a few weeks and sometimes it takes them a few days and sometimes it takes them a month because it really depends on how many items that they have to get through, how many items from known sources that they have to get through before they get to your film that they just met you so you don't have any legacy with them. And... Ideally, out of that, you should get an offer for one or two. And if you get an offer, take the offer. <laughs> so you need to make sure that you understand. And an offer is like having a bird in your hand. And if you think that just because you have one offer or maybe you have two offers that you're going to be able to somehow pull off, um, you know, spinning that into 20 offers, the likelihood is very, very low that you'll be able to do that. So the goal is trying to make, if these offers are reasonable, right, not crazy bad offers, but if they're reasonable, trying to make a deal with them and trying to get them to agree to um, saying yes. So that's the goal of working these markets. In addition, um, let's just kind of review what markets are out there, right? So you've got Berlin, you have uh, Berlin is in Germany. It usually brings in about 8,000 producers, buyers, and sales agent distributors from Europe. Yes, you do bring in some from Hollywood, from Los Angeles, but really their main like chunk is from the European uh, people. The other thing is, or the next one I should say, is MIP TV. And MIP TV is really the television digital content market. It's the biggest gathering of entertainment industry professionals. Happens in April and usually brings in the top television executives and creative talent from about 100 countries. And it's pretty exciting to go. Then you've got Khan which is in uh, France and that focuses on film has about 10,000 participants who use and come down into this crazy French environment. About 4,000 films and projects and about 34 screening rooms um, are screened at Cannes. That's including the um, 
documentaries that they have as well as feature content. MIPCOM. MIPCOM is the uh, global market for entertainment content, which is across all platforms. Um, and they really have a lot of interesting conferences that deal with what the future of programming is all about. But no mistake, it is a market. Then you've got Toronto, which is a market as well as a festival. And Con is a market as well as a festival. And Toronto uh, really brings in a lot of the Canadian uh, content. It does bring in people from around the world. It does bring in the California Hollywood faction. But the majority of people are coming in from Canada, the majority of buyers, and uh, Europe as well. Then you've got AFM, uh, which is here in Santa Monica and in November. Brings in a lot of uh, Asian uh, territories, um, territories from all over the world, as well as a huge amount of California Hollywood distributors, uh, entertainment professionals, producers, funding guys, gals. So... AFM, if you are here locally in California or if you're in the United States, this is definitely one of the ones that you can get to and navigate because it's a little bit more user-friendly than the rest. Then you've got some regional markets, Ventana Sur. Uh, you've got Hot Docs, which is really specializing in the dock community. And it is a conference and a market. It has about 2,000 uh, delegates that merge, you know, to hot docs. And also has a lot of really successful purchases off of that. IDFA, which is another uh, market that focuses in and around the documentary community. It's in Amsterdam. Uh, a lot of buyers from Europe. And really looking for those big aha docs. Those big, oh my gosh, pivotal, life-changing docs. So that gives you just an overview of what to do when marketing yourself and going to uh, film markets. I hope you have found this to be interesting and uh, valuable information. So for those um, that uh, want to, you know, re-listen to this, if I was going too fast, I totally get that. Uh, just understand that if you are a filmmaker, going to the markets are is huge for you because it's about networking and gaining knowledge. And the more knowledge you have, the better experience you will have selling your content in the future because you know exactly who's going to purchase it, why they're going to purchase it, and and how to navigate those those waters. So thank you for listening to Best and Fest. Uh, join us next week. We've got some more exciting guests coming in for you. Uh, don't forget to rate us. Don't forget to like us. Don't forget to tell other people about us. And uh, join us again on Best and Fest.